What's shaking, Fire Nation? JLD here, and welcome to episode 1394 of EO Fire, where I interview today's most successful entrepreneur seven days a week. Fire Nation, the number one reason for my success is I've mastered productivity, discipline, and focus, and you can too. Visit selfmasteryjournal.com to learn more about my latest project and how you can master productivity, discipline, and focus in just 100 days, selfmasteryjournal.com. And now let's say hello to today's featured guest, Justin Cook. Justin, are you prepared to ignite? Let's do it, buddy. Yes. Justin is a partner at Empire Flippers, a marketplace that allows other entrepreneurs and investors to buy, sell, and invest in websites and online businesses. He's also the host of the Empire Flippers podcast and Web Equity Show. Justin, take a minute, fill in some gaps in that intro and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. Yeah, man, that's, that's basically it. We run a brokerage, a marketplace for people to buy and sell and invest in online websites and online businesses, uh, strictly online. Uh, I guess the, kind of the interesting thing about our business is we uh, live abroad, right? So we have a management team and we're all location independent. So we get together every three or four months or so. But right now my business partner's in Manila. I'm in Saigon, Vietnam. We've got a couple of our guys traveling to Europe and we get together every three or four months or so. So we've got a kind of an interesting approach to, you know, we don't have the typical office. We don't have the nine to five. So I think that's kind of interesting. It is interesting. And I just love that how we were talking in the pre-interview chat, how you just kind of went out there back in 2010 to star something. And of course, cost of living is nice. I mean, lifestyle living is kind of nice, but there are some challenges to living overseas. And, you know, I'm not necessarily quote unquote, like out of country being in Puerto Rico, but I'm definitely experiencing some things that, you know, you just take for granted living in the States for so long. What was one of the harder things that you transitioned to? Uh, living abroad, you know, we, we, I moved to the Philippines originally. We set up an outsourcing company there. And the English there is just amazing, right? So, and, and, and you know this, you have some virtual assistants from the Philippines, I see. So, you know, the English is great and they can work with you, everything's fine. And so you, you kind of get this sense that, oh, okay, well, we, we're from the same culture. And then you realize that it's not the same, right? There are significant differences, but you're kind of sucked in by the easy communication. And then you realize, wow, there are some cultural barriers I have to work through. Give me one funny story where you're just like, wow. I totally misread this situation, but let's keep it PG. Okay. The, the yes, the yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Right. You get the, you get the yes, sir. You know, actually real quick, I noticed you get a lot of yes, ma'ams and I, yeah. I, I, I call some people out on that. Like when I'm on calls, I'm like, do you realize you're calling me ma'am right now? And they're like, oh yes, 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 I do, sir. Yes, I do, ma'am. And I'm just like, okay, there's something missing there, but go ahead. The he, she, the him, hers will get messed up fairly often. It's just, you know, kind of, they're kind of like used to putting this like Filipino, Filipina, um, they kind of just, it gets misplaced often, but you often get like the, the yes, sir. So you ask if there's any problems, does anyone want to speak up? And you get like the no, sir, no, everything's good. And so you kind of have to like draw out from them. It's okay to give me bad news. In fact, I'd prefer you tell right. me the bad news rather than finding it out. And so you have to really beg for it and make it so clear that that's what you want and that a yes, sir is bad. Like a yes, sir, <laughs> no, sir is bad. I want the real deal. And Eventually, you have some bell ringers, and so there's a few people that are courageous and are willing to kind of step forward and say, okay, I think this is wrong, and sometimes they're out to lunch, and so you have to be very careful not to step on their toes, right? You, you want to say, okay, well, that's, that's, that's working as intended, but you don't tell them right away. You're like, thank you for the feedback, and then you kind of like regroup and address it, so making sure you don't shut down the people that are giving you feedback is, is something we had to learn pretty quickly. 
in Fire Nation, living in this virtual world that we do, I know a lot of us, myself included, we have four currently uh, virtual assistants in the Philippines. So it's something you really want to make sure when you're going through the interview process and just on a continual basis. Like I actually have my VAs write out a little report of what they've done every single day and I have them end with one thing that they learned today or a recommendation that they have that they found for the business. And I'm always encouraging communication because it just isn't natural for them at the beginning unless you do draw it out. And then they're super excited and they're part of the business and they love it. So just implement the right systems. Now, Justin, I want to talk about dollars because although cost of living is pretty nice compared to some places in the US where you're at right now, it still takes money to live. So how do you generate revenue in your businesses today? You know, we used to do a bunch of different things, and our, our business has evolved and pivoted a few times. But right now, primarily, our business is a brokerage. So there are two ways we really charge money. We charge a listing fee. So we charge an upfront listing fee if people want to list their business with us. And that is a just a separator from the people that are not serious and you know whatever. So it's it's really we don't make much money on that. It's just kind of to it's a barrier in place to make sure we're getting real websites and businesses. Saving your bandwidth. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. Otherwise we'd have to we'd have anyone and everyone submitting this joker kind of site that's not legitimate <laughs> or whatever. And we have to dig through that, right? So we really make our money on the back end. So when we get a successful deal we charge 15%. So we're getting 15% on any business, anything from you know, a $10,000 small AdSense site up to a you know, million dollar e-commerce business. Justin, can you give us an example of a business that was sold? You don't have to give like specific names or anything, but just kind of like the, the basic parameters. I'm kind of curious about one of your favorite sales that has happened from your site. So I've got an interesting business I can actually talk about because both the seller and buyer have agreed. We sold a business called RaveAid.com and it's a supplement business. It's basically a hangover pill for raves. So yeah, anyone that went to a rave, you're not feeling so great the next day, you can take the supplement and feel better. And you know, actually the funny thing is when we sold this business, I thought it was gonna be a ton of work because you know the original seller was like getting all these forums and doing all this like community stuff in the in the kind of trance community and rave community. I asked the buyer like nine months later, I did an interview with them. I said, you know, like, are you doing all that? He's like, no, no, just just running it like an e-commerce business, not really in the community. I was like, wow. It's just funny like how you know, I assumed it would be all this work and you know, the buyer was like, nope, I'm not doing it. Wow. So what were the numbers on that? I think it was a, it's making like two grand a month, 2,500 bucks a month. And I think it, uh, when I talked to the buyer, he was doing like 32 or 35. It had gone up uh, maybe 50%, 40% or something. So what did he sell it for? I think it sold for 40-ish, like $40,000 or so. If we sold it today based on a longer track record and let's just say it's at 30, 3500 bucks a month. That, that's close. I'd probably sell for around 80. So what are you kind of seeing the successful strategies of people today that are saying, hey, I'm going to start a site. I'm going to hustle like that guy hustled, get into the forums, do the articles, do the chats, et cetera. Like, what are you seeing people that are doing that are really actually effective in this type of building a quote unquote web business? The biggest thing that's an effect valuation, right? And that's what sellers are looking for when they're selling their business. The biggest thing that's affected is net profit, right? So the more net profit you have per month, and if you can show a trajectory of growth, that's ideal. 
So the more money you can make, the better. So when you're looking to sell your business, there's a bunch of things you should do. But when you're getting towards it, you want to start cutting down unnecessary expenses. So if you have like ad spend that's not effective, you can cut that out. Don't cut down anything that'll hurt top line revenue, but cut down any unnecessary expenses to run the business so that you can you know, uh, suck up that profit and show a more profitable business and get more money for the sale. And I'm just kind of guessing, but I'm actually assuming in some ways that buyers would actually like to see like less spend on ad that's not affecting the bottom net profit because then they have to kind of keep up that ad spend if they wanted to keep seeing those prices hypothetically or that revenue hypothetically. So they might might like just to see, hey, this is just growing organically and just through SEO and all these other things. Is that kind of close? Kind of. I'd say buyers like to find mistakes. So they like to see maybe like bad ad spend. So if you're not totally optimizing your Facebook ads or you're not totally optimizing your AdWord budget, they love to see that, especially if they're you know paid traffic geeks. Because they can get in there and say, okay, I, I'm looking at the numbers. I'm looking where this at. I can crush it, right? Like Got I can add it. 50%, you know, right away and immediately add to the, the value of this business. So we're talking massive arbitrage here at Fire Nation. Like when you can buy something and immediately do something that's going to leverage the valuation of it or the revenue and a boom, arbitrage, you win. Now, Justin, you're rocking and rolling with a couple of these businesses here. You have a couple great podcasts. You're living overseas. You're doing this. You're doing that. Let's talk about your journey now, and specifically within that journey, the worst moments that you've experienced thus far as an entrepreneur. Take us there. Seth Godin talks about dips, right? And you know, and even you, John, even where your business is at right now, you have dips. You have months or totally. weeks or whatever where it's it's rough, right? But those dips are much deeper early on in your business. So you do have those moments where you're like, I don't know if we're going to make it. And my business partner and I had that back in like 2010, 2011, where we had we ran an outsourcing company in the Philippines. We had staff there, and we had a major company uh, cut us on a no cut contract, which is lovely. So they they cut our contract. We had all these extra staff. We no longer really needed the office. And my business partner and I said, and we said, look, you know, this is additional expense. Like we need to keep the lights on. We need to keep our business going. And Joe told me, he said, we need to close the office. And you know, you have those things in your business where you're like, if we get, if I lose this, it's, I feel like, what the hell are we doing? Mm-hmm. And shutting down the office for me was like, we're, this is like, we don't even have a business. Like we're, we're, we have a fake business, right? We have this pretend business with people working from home, but it's not real. I felt like we're losing a real business and I felt like just a loser, honestly. And so I, at that point, I was actually worried at some point, am I going to have to go home to the US and like right. find a job? And like, it was a point where, that was actually something I had to consider. I you know, was like thinking about it. And what I realized, Joe was, my business partner was way more open about saying that. I would say, look, it's a good move. It's fine. We don't need it. But for me, that was a thing that I kind of clung to. And after doing it, I realized later on, like today, for example, we still don't have an office. So we've grown a ton since then. And we have a distributed team. We have our managers that travel around generally Southeast Asia, South America, and Europe. We have a team in the Philippines. They're location dependent. They work from home. They travel the Philippines. So we, don't, we still don't have an office. And I'm so much better off for it. I love our business for not having the office. So it's just so funny. Like That was a big thing to me. I was worried we we're going to lose our business. Turns out to be a good move in the long run. But I didn't see it at the time. There's a few things, Fire Nation, I want to dive into here. I mean, number one, like, what are you, Fire Nation, hanging onto that's just no longer relevant in the world that we live in? I mean, it's 2016. 
what do you need in your business? What don't you need? What's a vanity metric? You know, what's something that's like, you know, that college sticker on your car that like you just like driving around and showing, oh yeah, I have an office or oh yeah, I have a business card. Like what are those vanity metrics that are just not relevant to running a successful business? I mean, I'm actually proud when I turn on my webinars and I turn my video camera on and I'm just like, this is my bed behind me. Like I am in my bedroom in Puerto Rico because it has the best air conditioning and view of any room in the house that we're at down here. So I have my entire office in my bedroom and uh, you know what? I'm running a business from down here that's making seven figs a year. Like that's it. And and that's a lot of things that people just won't let go of. And so, hey, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have an office or you shouldn't have X or Y or Z. Just really think about it. Is that relevant? And then number two, and I love you brought up the Seth Godin version of the dip. There's kind of two things here. Like some people really need to say, hey, like I need to stick this out because I'm just in that dip. I'm in that valley and I will get out of that if I stay persistent. And if you really believe in your business and you're passionate, then yes, keep fighting through. But sometimes the only way to get out of a hole, Fire Nation, is to stop digging or to start digging another hole. And and that might be just a little shift, a little pivot, a little adjustment, but make that happen. Now, Justin, those are my big takeaways. What do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from your story? Well, you were asking the million dollar question, like, do you keep digging or do you get out of the hole and start another (laughs) one? And that, like, it's easy to say that, but like diving into that is, that's the real challenge, right? That's the million dollar question. So I I think that's kind of interesting. But yeah, I, I think hanging on, like, be wary of kind of your weaknesses. So my weakness was having an office, right? It was something I just was so important to me and and really question like from a, a third party 30,000 foot view question what you view as important in your business. So you were talking about uh, you know for me it's office for other people it's traffic, right? They have maybe for their business they have a ton of traffic and they're they're measuring that but they're not measuring uh, how much money they're making from that traffic. So they're measuring the wrong thing and that's important to them because it just feels good but it's not actually making them more money. Justin, you have a lot of great stories. You have a lot of great aha moments. You have a lot of light bulbs that have gone off in your career, in your journey. What's one of the greatest? What is one of your greatest epiphanies that you've had? Tell us that story. This is uh, kind of selfish, kind of uh, you know, personal to me. But my, my business partner and I were having a uh, a meeting. I think we we're I figure we we're talking about like you know, finances, or we we're talking about strategy, a strategy meeting or something. And you know, through that meeting, through the course of that meeting, I had uh, an aha moment. And I guess it's been building for a while. But I, I I told him I stopped the conversation. I said, Joe, you understand that like we're never going to have to have a job again. Right, like we're we're never gonna have a job again, and he was totally not on board with this. He was not on board with my aha moment. But I, I told him, I had like almost like like tears in my eyes, but like just kind of in the corner, you know what I mean? And I was like, dude, we're never gonna have to work. This is our life, Ugh. and and it, it's not just it's not just because of like the money we're making and like the different streams of revenue we have coming in. Honestly, that could go away. But the skill sets we learned in building this business and the failures and successes we've had up to that point. We could drop everything and I could do another business. I have enough money in the bank where I have runway. I, I'll never have to go get a job and work for someone in a cubicle. That'll never happen again. So that was for me, that was like a wow. I'm, I've, I am I've, haven't made it. I'm not like you know retirement money, but I, I'm not going to have to go work a job. And that was powerful for me. In Fire Nation, the first time you realize that, that next breath of air that you intake is a, it's a breath of freedom. It's a breath of freedom because you understand now that guess what? 
I am the master of my ship. I can command my own destiny because I have acquired skills that it would take to make it. You know, I've put aside, you know, some money, like you said, Justin, it wasn't retire money, but it's, hey, runway money. And I know that is more than enough to give me the runway that I need to start X, Y, or Z to get going if I have to. And it's all about the skill sets, Fire Nation. You are working at building your skills. So, eloquently put, Fire Nation, if you haven't already, I'm so excited for you to intake your first breath of freedom because if you keep listening to EO Fire and consuming other great content, you will. It's only a matter of when. Now, Justin, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? I take things really personally, right? So in our, in our business, and my, my business partner, Joe, doesn't have this problem. It's very specific to me where, you know, if, if someone's critical of us online or our marketing efforts or, you know, there's a problem, you know, with us or with another customer or something. Like, I, I take it very personally. And sometimes that's a good thing, you know, in that I, I want to get involved and I really want to, like, solve the problem. But other times I, I get too wrapped up in it and it, I, I view it too personally. So I'm, I'm lucky in that I have a business partner to help kind of tone that down. Uh, that's definitely one of the, the yin-yang things we have yeah. going on. So, like, he can step in and be kind of the calm one and the, okay, what's going on here? Let's review it methodically. Or I'm like, no, this sucks, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat yourself too much over that, Justin, and just Fire Nation in general. I mean, it's a human trait. It is like a self-protection trait that we just all have built in within us, just like the imposter syndrome. I mean, we want to avoid pain. We want to avoid being singled out. That's just reality. But the problem is, if you let it get to you too deeply, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So you can't get caught in that little tornado of destruction. What's your biggest strength, Justin? Uh, biggest strength I found is uh, transparency in business. So I wasn't always that way. You know, uh, both me and, and Joe were, were kind of the, if you have a business that's working, it's making money, don't tell anyone. Just be quiet, suck down the cash and, you know, build your nice <laughs> little uh, daddy Warbucks chest. But, you know, we, we, with this business, with our online, you know, Empire Flippers, we started just kind of sharing our failures, sharing our successes and talking very openly and publicly about how our business is doing, you know, where we're at, problems we've had. And, and what we found is the really painful stuff and the kind of like really detailed inside baseball behind the scenes stuff are what like really resonates with our audience. And I would have never thought that before. I would have thought that was a horrible idea. In fact, we have peers that say, you should hold, yeah, you shouldn't talk about that. You're not going to talk about that, are you? And we're like, yep. Um, and, and whenever Joe and I, like before we do a podcast, you know, we're talking like, you know, before this call and we're like, should we really do this? This is a little uncomfortable. And we're like, yep, <laughs> we should do it. That's, that's the best sign that we should do it. And it's particularly valuable in an industry that's not very transparent. I love it. And Fire Nation, if it's not comfortable, guess what? All the magic happens outside of the comfort zone. I mean, it was not very comfortable for me 33 months ago to publish our first income report, just sharing everything with the world. <laughs> but, you know, we've kept at it and we've gotten so much great feedback because just like you said, Justin, our audience loves that kind of inside baseball, that transparency, and it really sets us apart. Now, Justin, what is the one thing that has you most fired up today? So we have a team of people uh, in the Philippines. We have 11 uh, people that work with us uh, that are virtual assistants. And we started adding on a management team. And so that's been really interesting where we're no longer, Joe and I are no longer running the business directly. We've put kind of a buffer in place and they're 
taking the reins. And so it's been an interesting transition where I have to let go of some things and they have to take it on. It's also, you mentioned earlier, imposter syndrome. It, that's something that, that Joe and I are mostly over. Like every once in a while it kicks in, but we're mostly over that. But we now have a new management level that we need to help them get over. Like they're <laughs> joining our brand and we're like, look, you're representing our brand. You can't do this. You have to understand. Like you're us. You have to be a part of that. And so they're new to it and they're kind of, we have two new guys that we brought on two months ago and trying to get them on board with that is, is an interesting challenge. In Fire Nation, we have an interesting challenge ahead for Justin in the lightning round, so don't you go anywhere. But we're going to take a quick minute first to thank our sponsors. EO Fire is supported by City Cards with Android Pay. How cool is it that we live in a world where you can use the same device to listen to EO Fire and buy your morning coffee, groceries, and more? And did I mention it's a super fast way to pay? Just use your City Card with Android Pay at the register. Get in, get it, get going. Download the Android Pay app on Google Play or visit city.com slash Android Pay to get started. Android Pay is available for eligible City Consumer Credit and debit cards. Fire Nation, you've decided it's time to grow your team and you can't wait to have someone on board who can help you with the day-to-day tasks in your biz. But finding the perfect hire is tough. That's why when it comes to hiring, we recommend ZipRecruiter.com. In fact, we've just hired our newest team member using ZipRecruiter. Find candidates in any city, industry, and nationwide. All it takes is one click to post your job to 100 plus job sites. Then watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. The best part is there aren't any emails or calls to juggle. We just screened our candidates, we rated them, and then we hired the right person fast. Find out today why Zip Recruiter has been used by over 800,000 businesses. Right now, you can post jobs on Zip Recruiter for free by visiting ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. And just one more time, try it for free, ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Justin, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Let's do it, man. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Like you, I'm a veteran, right? I'm an ex-Navy guy. You're taught to just kind of follow orders and there are specific things you need to do. And so I was kind of following a life path that was built for me by someone else. And when I realized that I don't have to do that, that I can choose my path, I think that changed my mindset and allowed me to forge a path that I want. What's the best advice you've ever received? Being transparent uh, when our competitors were not. I saw some other people doing it. You know, Pat Flynn, for example, is a good example of that. Um, and not holding like the secret sauce behind a paywall. You see that a lot where people will say, here's 70% of this, this stuff. I'll, get, I'll hold 30% behind a paywall. By putting it all out there, you're viewed as the expert and people come to you. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? Travel, uh, because I'm a content guy, I'm on the marketing side of our business. So traveling is really helpful for like inspiring ideas. And it it gives me a new way of looking at things, dealing with different cultures and and different areas of the world. Can you share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation? I can give a book if that works. There's a a book called Built to Sell uh, by John Warlow. And uh, it's a really interesting book. If you're, if you're running an online business, it doesn't matter if you're looking to sell or not, reading this book will help you determine how you can become more profitable, how you can add recurring pieces to your business, and ultimately provide more value uh, in, your, in your business. It's a great one. And if you follow it up with Automatic Customer by the same author, it's a great little one-two punch, Fire Nation. And Justin, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a dues. 
Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? One of the things I wouldn't do, and it's easy to do this, but I'd really avoid it, is there are lots of different things you can do. So you can take the uh, nichepursuits.com as a great path for building niche sites. You can take the Amazon FBA route. You can take the uh, dropship route. So I, I wouldn't, and a lot of people will buy these courses and then do like a third of the way through all of them. That would be the worst thing. What I would do, because I have the most experience with it, is I would build Amazon affiliate sites and I would do it uh, using keyword research via Longtail Pro. Um, look for niches that are profitable that look like I can get the sites ranked and start building out Amazon sites. I could probably get to, I, my guess is like three to $4,000 a month of profit within six, six months, maybe nine months. Wow. It'd take a little while. Um, but I could, yeah, I could get a livable income within six to nine months. I'm pretty sure of that. Justin, let's end today on fire brother with a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you. And then we'll say goodbye. Well, in terms of a parting piece of guidance, if anyone's out there that, you know, has a business and is, you know, potentially looking to sell it or is wondering about uh, the value they have, uh, you know, definitely reach out to us. Uh, we'd be happy to cover it with you. We'd happy to go over kind of values and what, what our buyers are looking for. We'd happy to give you advice, even if it's not the right time for you to sell. We can help you like prepare for the next six, 12 months when you would be able to sell. Wow. In terms of reaching out, I mean, you can find us on empireflippers.com. I'm on Twitter all the time at Empire Flippers. Or you can check out uh, Web Equity Show, which is our other podcast. And that parting piece of guidance. One of the things that I learned, and I mentioned this before, but is that nothing's permanent in the business. So when you're going through those dips, uh, don't get so low and down on yourself. Understand that for me, it was about two, two and a half years from feeling like, oh my God, I'm going to have to go get a job. We're going to lose our business <laughs> to I'm never going to have to have a job again. And so that, that, I mean, that's two years of your life and two years of grinding that completely changed my life. So no matter how down you get about your business, know that it, it can and often does get better. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with JC and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Justin in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about. Best show notes in the biz, timestamps, links, it's all there. Check out what he has going on at Empire Flippers and of course his podcast that he has going on as well. And Justin, I just want to thank you, brother, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. It's been a blast. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed chatting with Justin and myself today. And there is one commonality that successful entrepreneurs have, and it's that they know how to set and accomplish goals. In Fire Nation, we've created a completely free guide that will allow you to do just that. Visit freegoalscourse.co and start your free eight-day goals course today. I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Are you ready to find your perfect hire but not sure where to start? When it comes to hiring, we recommend ZipRecruiter.com. Right now, you can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire.